0: All right. Welcome, everyone, to a hallowed tradition here at Every Horror Movie on Netflix, our annual year-end, year in review episode. It's me, Patrick. I'm back here with Chris.
1: Hello. Happy New Year. Almost.
0: And, S- and Stephen. Hey, guys. And we are really breaking new ground, new technological ground here at AMON. We are on twitter spaces for the first time ever so we're going to be running down our favorite our least favorite horrors of 2021 and the amon faithful have been invited to uh come and listen in and as i understand this is kind of like you know and and i'm very uh luddite when it comes to this stuff but uh, as i understand this is kind of like a a little online radio call-in show so the folks listening can uh pipe up and let us know if they want to, you know, throw out a question or throw out one of their own picks. Um, So uh, we may have a little back and forth here tonight. And maybe there'll even be prizes. It'll
1: be like like Donahue.
0: (laughs) It'll be exactly like Donahue.
1: I was thinking more
2: Alex Jones, maybe. If anybody's got some hot takes on the vaccine, bring him in.
1: Uh, Listen, my my hot take on the vaccine is I might have COVID right now. (laughs) Oh,
2: shit wait we'll like, see. the
1: behavior today <laughs> yeah i was in close contact with someone who tested positive and i feel a little strange i don't but here's the thing when someone tells you that they have tested positive for covid and it, it makes you think like it's like the placebo effect like every little ache and pain i'm like oh this is it this yeah. is how i die um so we'll see i'm i gotta test pending results Uh, i feel fine for the most part though so no need to worry yet
0: excellent well uh since you're already sharing uh very current horrors in your life before we dig into uh you know rewinding the year uh any interesting horror stuff that's been on y'all's radar uh since we last chatted two weeks ago for our last episode
2: i got a bunch of shit actually um I think I, I texted you and our friend Kelly earlier that I watched six movies in the last two days because I'm insane. Woof. And I caught up on a lot of stuff that I missed out on this year, either because it got a weird release or it was too expensive to rent or whatever. Um, so basically, I, I have a list of year-end cuits for you guys. These are all QWITs films that came out this year um, that I just recently caught up with. I saw Tatan, the new Julia DeCono uh-huh. movie director of raw um really fascinating it definitely i need to see it again it definitely seems like it operates more on a visceral level than a than a plot level um but it is uh it is as edgy as you expect it to be for sure i saw the night house from david bruckner who did the ritual um and i think he did a segment on holidays or something too um and this is kind of him taking a swing at hellraiser essentially which is interesting because he will be directing the new hellraiser reboot with the trans pinhead so i'm really looking forward to that oh what yeah and i caught up with Candyman, patrick we were talking about this a couple years ago that was a big uh well i think you put it best it's a weird one (laughs) (laughs) there's so much to like about it um, not the least that it's a lean 90 minutes flat. Um, it's a b- beautiful color scheme. Um, I think it's really like noteworthy and interesting that it it takes on sort of the gentrification of Cabrini Green, the projects in, in Chicago, like, more directly and more authentically than the original did, but I also felt it was kind of hand-fisted in a lot of ways um i I gather your take was kind of similar on that patrick right
0: yeah i mean there's a lot to like about it uh but boy yeah the the social commentary plays pretty broadly and especially that ending just recontextualizes the whole franchise in a way that weirdly undercuts the power of the original Uh, i don't know it's 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 a very weird it's a very weird beast
2: it's pretty good. and uh one more I watched, I don't know if you guys have heard of this movie Censor. It's a British movie set in the early eighties, uh, following a woman who works for the British Film Censor Board. And she's kind of obsessive about her job. It's sort of her life, and it's interesting because she spends all of her all of her waking hours watching um what she believes to be deplorable content and finding ways to edit it out of, of the the so called video nasties in the UK. <laughs> In the '80s, and it takes kind of a surreal turn halfway through that I wasn't fully on board with, which is why I'm going to give it a cue. But I would say if this pops up for free on like Shutter or something, definitely check it out. It's it's really stylish, and it's a concept that I honestly can't believe no one's ever thought of before. It's it's pretty brilliant. I wish they could have done a little more with it, but overall, it was pretty good.
1: Hmm. I thought that was in my cue actually. Um, I must have had it confused with something else because I thought it was in my Shutter cue, but apparently it's not on shutter.
2: It might've been on shutter actually. I think the other ones I paid to rent, but I think that is on shutter.
1: Um, But um, that, that is an interesting topic. It reminds me of the stories you hear about the people whose job it is to moderate Facebook and things like that. And they just see horrible stuff and, and you know, unmentionable things and all kinds of abuses happening and videos and pictures and stuff. And then it's like you get your 15 minute bathroom break and then you get back to it and they go crazy. Hmm.
2: They go crazy indeed.
1: Yeah. I haven't really uh done anything horror related really in the last couple weeks. Uh it's Christmas time. It's the holiday season. I introduced my family to Christmas Evil. I made them all watch Christmas Evil on (laughs) Christmas Eve.
2: (laughs) You send Buck (laughs) Echo.
1: Um it was it was fun. My mom was like, What is this? What is this? And and my brother was like (laughs) No, I don't like that. I don't like that. <laughs> um, but no, it was it was it was good. It, it has big uh, Christmas Eve energy for me. It's kind of like it's a wonderful life, you know, where like you got a guy just kind of wandering on Christmas Eve, and it's kind of kind of dour.
2: Yeah, that's a, maybe maybe a, maybe a new a tradition grim, in my household. Grim, grimy movie, but it's a tradition for me too. Fuck, I forgot to mention before we get back to you, Patrick. I'll get to it later when our friends Rowan and Exilia pop in uh but i <clears throat> watched all five of the original silent night deadly night movies over the last
0: <laughs> right oh yeah we had like a, a, an in-depth conversation about that and about evil santa movies in general last time
2: yeah man like i said i'll get to i'll maybe get to it later because i could go on a, a easily a half hour long rant it's one of the weirdest most unpleasant franchises i've ever seen but that's kind of how i spent my holidays Uh, What about you, Patrick? What have you been catching up on?
0: Very little, but I did throw on the 1997 uh, classic, question mark, Jack Frost. No, not the Michael Keaton one, but the movie that preceded it by a year and is about a serial killer who in an extremely freakish, the most freakish of freak accidents, uh, is transformed into a large sentient uh, snowman and goes on a killing rampage. It is low budget, but I would say they make the best of the budget. It was one of those things where it was late at night and I was only half paying attention to it. But frankly, when I turned my attention to it, you know, 50% of the time, I always saw something that amused slash horrified me. So I was happy with it.
2: I'm a big fan of that and I might revisit it next year. Chris, didn't Joe Bob do that a year? I do I
1: don't remember. If he did, it was uh, before I started watching him. But uh, I, it does remind me of the uh, the Campbell's soup commercial with the guy, the snowman, who eats the soup and turns out to be a man. <laughs>
2: Wait, does do you he remember that? Into a man because the soup is hot.
1: Yeah, it's because like, he's he's come. It's a snowman who like comes in, and sits at the dinner table, and then like eats the soup, and then the soup thaws him out it's kind of horrifying it really left a left a mark on me as a child oh god i just googled it and like the thumbnail on youtube is horrifying
0: (laughs) maybe it was created by the director of jack frost because i mean spoilers i guess but the the finale of jack frost involves uh hair dryers an army almost an army i would say of people attacking jack frost with hair dryers
1: i i don't know i wish there were like a chat i could drop this in in the twitter space but maybe i'll just tweet it out on the on the page yeah do that because it's a it's a horrifying commercial
2: (laughs) there's a jack frost too, and the only thing i know of it is that came out on blu-ray recently and the cover i believe depicts jack frost like on a surfboard hanging ten. (laughs) And I'm curious about how that works. If he can be killed by hair dryers, how does how does he survive the the coastal heat?
0: <laughs> Just you know, one of those little uh, life's unanswered questions. Yeah. Well, let's get down to business. To defeat the Huns, uh, we are here to run down our yearly awards. We every year give out our picks for uh, our favorite movie that we watched for the year for Amon. Our least favorite movie that we watched for the year for this podcast, our favorite release, our favorite horror release of the year that was not related to Amon at all. So we just watched it on our own time. Favorite thing that came out in the in 2021. Uh, Our favorite horror discovery. So that could be uh, really any media, movie, TV, book, graphic novel, what have you uh, that we discovered this year regardless of the year it was released in and finally and i would say always most importantly the spirit of J award and uh if you know you know if you don't we'll explain it later in the, the episode when we get to actually handing that out so uh you guys want to do this? Unfortunately, I
1: wasn't. I wasn't able to rig up a sound board so I could go do 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 every time someone says Jay. I, I don't think I. Maybe with more time, I can figure out how to get that going into into the Twitter space. But yeah. we'll just have to imagine it or hum it
0: well, this time. Rest assured, when the the episode version of this comes out uh, next week, there will be or, or wait no, later this week, right, Chris?
1: Uh yeah, in two days.
0: Yeah. When the when the episode two version days. of this comes out in two days, uh there will be J sound effects aplenty.
1: But yeah, let's get started. Where do you want to begin?
0: Well I guess we might as well get started with the best Amon movie of the year. I think that's uh generally the weird uh tradition that we followed in past years. And of course, listeners, you can jump in on this. So uh we're gonna give out our picks for our favorite Amon movie of the year, and if you wanna tell us yours. Feel free to, uh, I think there's a little button that you push to say, hey, I want to talk and then we might let you talk.
1: Yep, I think that's how it works.
0: All right, well, Chris, Stephen, would one of you like to start with your favorite movie that we watched for this podcast in 2021? I don't
2: mind going first. Uh, This was, I I feel like this was an especially rough year as far as the Netflix catalog treated us, Um, but I'm going to go a little deep and uh i think i'm going to choose fear street 1978 as as the most enjoyable movie i watched on netflix this year oh wow i don't remember what my rating was it probably wasn't too favorable but i think like looking back at everything that we had to sit through that was the most fun especially because i don't particularly like most slasher movies especially the summer camp thing but i like when the vibe of them is done really well and that had kind of a kind of a fun colorful summery atmosphere to it mixed in with the, the gruesome gags
0: hell yeah I love that movie I, I, I'm slightly surprised because I thought you were a little lukewarm on that franchise but glad to see that come back because I was trying to find a place for it in my awards but it wasn't wasn't quite there I did enjoy that trilogy though
1: yeah I uh, it's actually my pick for favorite Amon movie of the year is oh, actually wow. the Fear Street Trilogy
3: oh um.
1: Oh. Yeah, I, I I just said trilogy. If you if you made me pick, I would say, uh, 1994 is my favorite. Um, but you know, are they t- movies that will go down in horror history as classics? I don't know. I don't care. I had a good time watching them. It was always fun. You know, even if I was left a little lukewarm by some things and some of them, I was always excited to watch the next one, and they all kept me interested with their fun little aesthetics. And, uh, you know, they were fun. They were just fun, fun, good stuff. What can you say? Gave me more joy than anything else we watched, I think, for Amon this year. Um, I guess a runner-up for me would be the Blair Witch Project, because I had not seen that before. But it doesn't really feel like an Amon discovery, um, even though technically it is for me.
0: Yeah, it was a weird year for me because we watched several movies, I mean, including a couple of uh, true you know, stone cold horror classics um, that I had seen before and already loved. So, I mean, it's, it's hard for me to not say Blair Witch. It's hard for me to not say killer clowns from outer space. It's hard for me to not say crimson peak, but as far as something that we watched for the first time uh, this year, because of this podcast, I got to go with pizza, love this technicolor possession, thriller, built around a pizza delivery boy's uh, uh, antics that takes a, a pretty bizarre twist about halfway through that fully recontextualizes the movie in an extremely fun way that even uh, addresses some of the problems that I had with it in the early going. Had a total blast with this movie and really enjoyed talking about it with Steven while Chris was recovering from going under a, uh, an eye laser beam earlier this year.
1: Oh, yeah I forgot about that I, I guess I need to watch that huh I didn't know it was that good I would recommend I it have to...
2: it was yeah. a runner up for me actually that was going to be oh, my wow. second pick wow alright
1: I, I will prioritize that for sure
0: love that pizza and and Chris you know what while we're on this topic I also got to throw you a bone and say that <laughs> unfriended also wound up at least in contention for me which I think you'll probably be happy to hear because you know I was a detractor of that movie for a long time and then you know what you broke me down i watched it on my fucking tablet and it was so much better and more fun when viewed the way i think it was designed to be experienced
1: i almost unfriended you irl but now i don't have to <laughs>
2: well
0: we're in sync guys because that was my number three. Oh my god we, lit- we literally i think in the history of this podcast have never agreed more on a topic <laughs> i don't think so new record because fear street certainly is also a runner up for me had a great time with those um all right but you
1: know every every coin has two sides doesn't it yes That's, that's that's my segue for for moving on to least favorite if that's where you wanted to go oh
0: yeah i mean i think that's certainly next the listening audience has been quiet we haven't heard any favorite amon movies of the year so that's That's all right. You know, y'all can just sit there and listen, but let us know if you have any thoughts on upcoming topics like this next one, which is the worst movie that we've watched for every horror movie on Netflix this year. Uh, Chris, do you want to go first since Steven led off the last round?
1: Um. Yeah. Actually, we got a request here, though. We got a. Oh, we got yeah. We do. We got a we listener do. request. So let's. You know let's what? Let's grant this and hear from from Bree, longtime fan of the show, yeah. and we'll let Bree uh, weigh in. Bree, on you're the on the, the air.
2: What's up, Bree?
3: Hey there.
0: Hey. Hey.
3: Um. So yeah, I did actually take notes for this just in case you were going to let us talk. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're jotted on the back of an envelope, but still. Um, so um, for a favorite movie, I did just, like like you guys were saying, I didn't want to pick something I'd already seen. Blair Witch Project is one of my top ten films of all time, and so it felt like a cop-out to say that. So for a movie that you guys introduced me to, I would say Hashtag Alive. I still think about that movie a lot.
4: Hmm
1: yeah that i was actually when i reviewed the list that one stood out to me too um especially just because of how you know this year again has been kind of defined by the pandemic and that whole sort of i'm in my apartment what do right. i do how do i get food <laughs> sort of <thing>. right
4: um
0: <laughs> what what did you love about it brie like what you know what spoke to you about it
3: um it It worked for me on, like, attention level, which I find with um, zombie movies is hard to do anymore, just because it's so, like, everything is so samey. But I think that, you know, doing that sort of claustrophobic, like, almost pandemic-adjacent thing, and maybe it is very much to do with, you know, the time, the year in which I watched it, but it just felt like it ratched that tension up for me. And I think about when he's like trying to climb up to get to the girl's apartment. And I don't know, man, like zombies don't freak me out, but that freaked me out.
0: It's a good movie. Like I, I, I feel like I gave that a cue it or something along those lines, but there's, I only remember things I liked about that movie. Let's put it that way.
3: Uh, but I will say that my favorite Amon episode. Mother's farm.
0: <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad someone enjoyed it because the three of us did not enjoy anything to do with that movie.
2: That's a good segue to my least favorite. Thing
3: <laughs> <of the
1: year. laughs> okay, um, so I, I'm trying to figure out how to how to how to manage the the people here. Um, because I want to, I'm sure Brie will want to speak again. All right, I'm going to remove you from speakers, but feel free to request again. Um, I just don't know how to best manage this. Um, so it just because I don't think there's like a raising your hand option unless we remove you. So. I will remove you, but feel free to raise your hand again, and we will let you speak on the other categories. Thanks.
2: <laughs> Thanks for Chairman Brie. Great to hear your voice, and uh, those were some interesting picks. I totally forgot about Hashtag Alive. Was that maybe the first movie we did this year?
0: It was early, certainly huh? early in the year, yeah.
1: Oh, uh, we have uh, It Slays Podcast wants to speak. Should we make him wait or, our, or give them the floor? Our
0: friends to the north, let's give them the floor before we go into our next... Uh our next award rowan exilia i assume that's one or both of you my friends you are on the air
1: says they're connecting oh yeah they got the they're out in nova scotia so they got the they got a long way to 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 go go yeah the
4: signal's just uh speeding along there hey
0: it's rowan it is rowan
4: hello guys What's
0: up? Hello, the podcast faithful, the Amon faithful, may know Rowan from God damn it, Rowan. What franchise did you review with us? I always forget.
4: Uh, Nightmare on right. Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm
0: Street. Yes, 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 yes. That's
4: right. Uh, so I had a two part <laughs> answer for you. One, my favorite movie, core movie of the year, and my favorite episode, movie that you guys did for an episode.
0: Yes. Uh, yes.
4: So my favorite movie of the year, uh, overall, was actually Seance uh, from Shutter. Oh, I haven't. That's seen in that. my
1: queue. I I'm really excited to see it. It it seems like it's up my alley, but I haven't watched it yet. Yeah,
4: it's a, it's like a really good uh, just indie slasher who done it. Uh, minimal budget, great music, and you know I'm all about the soundtrack and uh you know loving loving soundtracks leads me into what i thought was the best movie you guys reviewed this year uh which is the cinematic classic twilight
0: (laughs) oh my god dude i i i struggled with just putting twilight on my best of list as kind of it's not even a troll answer i had a great time watching that movie so i'm glad you brought it into the conversation it is uh it's amazing it's great
4: acting choices great music (laughs) keep up the good work
0: (laughs) keep up the good work to us or to the cast and crew of twilight to both obviously okay excellent excellent yeah i still need to go back and watch the the remaining um films in the in the twilight saga all right, Rowan. Thanks for chiming in. Hang hang out there. We're going to remove you from speakers, but that doesn't mean that you can't, you know, dial back in, call in, buzz us, whatever the term is, if uh, you want to chime in on future categories. We're glad you're here.
2: Yeah, we got to talk garbage day at some point, Rowan. We need you back. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, I,
1: uh, I I kicked him out. So, <laughs> oh wait, is it, oh oh I thought said he requested again, but nope. All right. All right, cool. Back on track.
0: <laughs> All right. Well let's move on. Speaking of garbage days, to our least favorite movie that we watch for Amon this year. Um uh who would who would like to go first? Who would like well, to open this trash can? Myself.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I outed myself and my cat is going crazy with the blinds. Um yeah grandmother's farm i mean jesus fucking christ what is it like 15 20 minutes we spend with them just driving around hanging out at the convenience store at the beginning of that movie we spend
0: 15 minutes just watching watching them back back out of the convenience store that's true back their car
2: out that whole thing is one big wolf and i'm all about friends making movies together but man like spend a little time on the script put some energy into it boys Mm -hmm. that's all i've got to say about that one
1: yeah i can't condemn it that much because it is friends just making movies or something and you can tell that there's love and, and heart in it and I gotta give it some points for that I don't mind that that movie exists it's just yeah it's not not for me it might not be for anybody who is not in the movie um, but my least favorite I, I kind of have two least favorite movies one isn't really a movie and that's splatter <laughs> from a couple episodes ago I just did not it's just a waste of time really. Um, But since that was, you know, kind of conceived as just a web series, not really a movie. um, I guess I'm going to give my least favorite to Apollo 18, which Mm. I thought was just more kind of, it it was every year we watched like several movies where it's just like, Oh, they just don't have a lot going on and they just bore you to tears. And, and Apollo 18 was kind of that for me. Um, And especially I was disappointed because I was really looking forward to the outer space thing and the moon setting and i thought they would do something cool with that or something more up to my uh expectations which maybe weren't realistic but apollo 18 can't go for that no can do
2: the only thing I remember about Apollo 18 is you guys talking about Apollo.
0: (laughs) 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 I love that we had an episode this year that was called Apollo 13 and Apollo 18 and I feel like yeah most of that episode was devoted to talking about Apollo 13 which is not a horror movie nor on Netflix
1: yeah but you know what, Apollo 13 is more suspenseful than the movie that has like crazy alien (laughs) rocks that turn into spiders true so what does that tell you true It's like I'm watching Kevin Bacon like fuck with a coffee filter for 15 (laughs) minutes and I'm on the edge of my seat. Meanwhile, there's moon rock spiders crawling into a guy's face and it's I'm my I'm just like sipping my sipping my tea. So
0: (laughs) I will uh, you know, I, I am certainly on the the train of splatter being pretty fucking terrible. Grandmother's farm being pretty fucking terrible. They were both on my short list, but you know what? I can cut Splatter some slack because, you know, it was a weird experiment for its time. The presentation of it on Netflix is not ideal and not really in keeping with the choose your own adventure uh, aesthetic that they had planned for it. Grandmother's Farm sucks, but I almost just appreciate the audacity of this group of... Inex- inexperienced uh, Filmmakers from the United Arab Emirates Putting together this movie that then became a huge hit So while the movie is not good I can't really bear any animosity towards it What I can bear a lot of animosity Towards still is the fucking Vatican tapes Holy Oh you shit. take that back nope. <laughs> nope you can have your Blu-ray I will not fuck with your Blu-ray But I will come for the Vatican tapes One last time this year Movie was not good it's really the worst kind of possession movie and uh, man it's and it's weird because it plays into and I said this on the episode but it plays into some of the uh, religious conservative tropes and values that underpin all this stuff in, in the first place in the worst way it's it's dull it's boring thematically to me it was repulsive I just no Vatican tapes worst Amon movie of the year for me Chris, you will be allowed a rebuttal.
1: I, I my rebuttal is in the episode. I just, I'm, I'm sad, and I'll be praying for you to realize the error of your ways. You know, I, I bought, yeah, I did buy it on Blu-ray, and I did put out the digital code. I think on our Twitter at the time, Um, and I don't know if anyone ever redeemed it um so <laughs> oh
2: that's uh How generous of you
1: that's a dear surprise. fans you might you might be able to, to watch patrick's least favorite movie for free <laughs> uh, on chris's dime Let's we'll see yeah on my dime i'm trying to see if that tweet still exists if i could just retweet it but tell you what i'll i'll, I'll get the code up there again real soon and and those of us on uh, twitter can can uh check
0: it out well you, you can, can... <laughs> oh sorry steven go ahead
2: Oh, isn't it correct that the premise of you doing that, Chris, was that that movie was no longer on Netflix by the time we put our episode out? Yes. I know it's happened yes. a couple times this year.
1: Yes, that's why I put the code out. I bought the Blu-ray because I wanted to listen to the commentary.
2: Oh, right, Bob. Um, What's his name? Yeah. Neville Dean, the director from Crank? Yeah.
1: Yes, yes. Um, well, well, can
2: tell us about that experience again. How <laughs> how rich and rewarding it, was it?
1: It was a good commentary, but I was disappointed because the it was... Uh, the movie was not as tongue-in-cheek as I expected it to be you thought there was something deeper going on maybe a little bit
0: I mean I liked the theory that it was actually supposed to be a funny movie but I I don't think it is
1: yeah that's fine
0: anyways Chris hunt for that download code Brie is back Brie wants to weigh in on the worst Amon movie of the year or just the Vatican tapes or maybe she just wants the download code oh wait never mind she went away
3: Nope.
1: I, I, oh, you I, oh, we, I, I, we I, put her I, on
0: there. Yeah, All right, yeah. Bree, you're on the call, air. Call her, call her Bree. Okay. Call her, Brie, you are on the air.
3: I am shocked, absolutely shocked that you guys didn't even runner-up worst for Scary Movie 5. <laughs> it was hilarious. Oh,
2: <laughs> Bree, coming in hot with that. That's a good point, though. That, that may have been the nadir of our journey this year. You know what? I thought about
0: uh, that, but I, I immediately struck it from the list because you know what? I laughed multiple times. The movie sucks, and there's humor in it that is, awful and terrible but i laughed at that stupid opening scene where they have charlie uh sheen and Lindsay lohan having sex to yakety sacks like they're in paranormal activity it's stupid but i laughed and i'm like okay i can't i can't take a movie that actually made me laugh and did its job and put that on the list you're the
2: reason there are five scary movies patrick <laughs> um no people like you um
0: no i think I, not i like
1: I didn't have a problem with scary movie. I I tried to uh, I tried to watch White Chicks recently. Like, <laughs> oh. um, is a movie that I, I'm. Uh, I've historically been a big uh, proponent of, and it did not play well <laughs> this time. Yeah, you think? <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I I did uh, just tweet that uh, that code for vacuum tape. Oh. So 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 go go race to be the first person to put into your digital
0: film library i guess uh, brie did you watch <laughs> scary movie five
3: yeah i did i because i'm a moron and i watch whatever <laughs> you guys tell me to and i regret it every second of
1: <laughs> yeah i mean the premise is we we watch some of these so you don't have to
3: <laughs> well i'm i'm a completist what can i say
0: <laughs> and we, well, and we, we love we, you we for it we appreciate it, it. yeah
2: you know, I don't. I can't remember if I mentioned this on the episode, but I'm the real moron here because I thought we were watching the first scary movie. I did not notice the <laughs> the, the the Roman uh, V for five in the title when I picked it. So. I think I kind of fucked us over there. I think the first scary movie would have been a lot more fun.
0: Yeah, I mean, you, you really, really fucked us over. We didn't. We didn't have the uh, you know the context for all the plot developments from the preceding four scary movies. And honestly, I think that was an oversight on our part because we I, we, we probably, probably would have enjoyed, enjoyed Scary Movie Five a lot more if we had understood like where the characters had come from in this in this journey.
1: I would have appreciated it a lot more if I had seen Mama ever. <laughs> because 90% of the plot hinged on you having seen Mama.
0: True, true. Oh, well. All right, right.
1: well, thanks for that, Bree. I'm going to kick you out again, but feel free to request again.
0: Yes. All right, so we are moving on to our favorite horror release of 2021. So we're moving beyond movies that we saw just for Amon, and we're going to talk about any so in previous years it was any horror movie of the past year that we loved more than any other uh i'm gonna tell you all right out the gate that i bent the rules a little bit this year and made it just our favorite horror release of 2021 because my pick is mike flanagan's netflix miniseries midnight mass just an absolute masterpiece to me and it's it's a weird one because it doesn't fully take on a horror tone until rather late in the series but goddamn it is so effective and beautiful and emotional and effect affecting thoughtful uh i cried i had goosebumps uh, i still have like the hairs on the back of my neck are standing up just thinking about the ending of this thing it's a masterpiece he just gets better and better um and and y'all know if you listen to this podcast we have some pretty serious Flanagan's on here, but he really outdid himself with that one. Um,
1: I have a question. Yes. I have, I have such a backlog of shows to watch and I have not seen, I have not watched any of Flanagan shows. I did not see haunting of Hill house. Mm. I did not see the Bly Manor, and I did not watch this. Uh, do you think I'd be doing, I know they're not connected story-wise, but would you suggest I watch midnight mass before I watch haunting of Hill house or start with Hill house?
0: I would just say, watch whatever sounds most interesting to you. I mean, they are not connected. Um, I I guess if you feel invested in seeing how he develops his craft and his craft of making these kind of long form uh, mini series, maxi series, whatever, um, then sure, watch them in order. But otherwise, just, you know, watch whichever concept sounds most interesting to you first.
1: Got it.
2: I'll weigh in. And yeah, I agree with Patrick but i think if i were to rank his series i still think haunting of hill house is my favorite and it's probably the most consistently fun out of the three midnight mass is like it burns but it is a very very slow burn like patrick said i don't think it really veers into horror until the last two or three episodes even it's yeah. a lot of really compelling character work but um but if you want to get your horror fix and you want some some fast and fun frights maybe start with hill house
1: Yeah, and if I want to get that immersed in the world of Catholicism, I'm going to watch the Vatican tapes. (laughs) Damn
0: straight! Well, we've got more callers on the line here, but let's run through our picks and then turn it over to our next caller. Uh, Steven, do you have a favorite horror release of 2021?
2: Oh, I mean, I think consistently since we've been doing this, I've always had a tie Um, this was a weird year, especially because I caught up on like new, a lot of new horror late, as I said, when we first started talking. Um, but I'm going to pick two movies that were, that I think are like the real definition of what a cult movie is, right? Like people think that a cult movie is like a movie that comes out in his bonkers and generates a bunch of, uh, conversation and then, you know, it may be low budget, but it, it it kind of takes its place in the mainstream very early for me. I think a, a cult movie is something that maybe misses the mark when it comes out, doesn't get a proper release, is misunderstood, and then years later, uh, people people start talking about it again.
1: Like the Vatican tape.
2: Like the Vatican <laughs> Um The first one, I think, is going to be pretty obvious to you guys, but you may disagree with my definition of it being a cult movie, but I mean malignant, right? Like Yes. Uh, that it was just, I don't know what the rewatch value is. I did watch like the first half of it again. Not soon after I watched it the first time, but I mean, it's a movie that, like, I thought I knew everything from the trailer, and I knew nothing. It was just such a fun surprise. There's so much just tongue-in-cheek, batshit nonsense going on in it. There's so many references to uh, cult horror films of the past and subversions of tropes. I mean, it's just a lot of fun. Um, And I think it's a movie that, even though it did, like, hit pretty hard when it came out, I i didn't hear as many people talk about it as i thought i would and i think it might have legs it might start to grow its fandom over the years uh the other one i brought up on the show before this technically came out in december of 2020 but like barely and then hit streaming in early 2021 and that's the empty man um which i put off seeing despite recommendations from friends for a long time because i thought it was going to be another kind of slender man type movie it's a really terrible title and um it's a movie that I think uh, shows uh, a young director like really making his mark in his stamp. It's got an interesting style to it. It's got a lot of narrative twists and turns. And um, if nothing else, I think people are going to remember the first 20 minutes of it uh, because it's just a super creepy, effective kind of short film unto itself. So a tie between malignant and the empty man for me what do you got chris
0: i'm well and first i want to just say like uh malignant was absolutely obviously on my short list fucking love malignant and i'm glad you selected it don't know how how well it's going to hold up on rewatch uh because it does depend so much on your enjoyment of that twist but i would love to see it develop a cult following and i need to finally check out the empty man and now i will stop uh disrupting chris sharing his pick
1: no problem. So I'm a little sad because I really didn't watch that many. The The 2021 caveat on this is really sticking me because I did not watch a lot of stuff that came out this year. Even stuff that I thought came out this year did not. So like I watched Sea Fever this year. I really like that. That came out in 2019. I watched Alone um which i the first half hour of alone is one of the scariest things i've ever seen in my life um it, it then kind of goes downhill um and that's a 2020 film um Wait, what is alone, alone was, it's about a, a a woman who's driving in the pacific northwest and it's kind of like the classic like oh there's a car following you on the highway oh, okay never uh, mind sort of thing i had it mixed up with something and, else Oh. Uh, Um, It escalates from there, but yeah. Um, The thing is, a lot of the new... Like the 2021 movies that people talk about came out on streaming, and I'm never in a rush to watch them, because I know they're always going to be there, like a Shudder original that comes out in 2021, I don't need to watch it this month, because it's going to be there next month, and I just never get around to watching it, Uh, and I didn't watch that much stuff in the theaters, and I missed the boat on The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, which I'm very sad about, I still plan to see that, Um, so all I'm doing is beating around the bush to justify why I'm saying my favorite movie of the year was malignant (laughs) Um, because I I did watch that. I saw that on streaming and in the theater. I liked it both times. Um, It does hold up a little bit on rewatch. It it was, it was, let me put it this way. I enjoyed it more on the second viewing than I thought I would, but I kind of dread going back for a third viewing. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, I think the joy in that movie is going to be showing it to other people down the road. Um, and, and dressing up like characters from it for Halloween. Yeah, <laughs> you
2: mean dressing up like, oh, yeah, well, I guess there are two characters you could technically dress up as that people would recognize. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm curious, Chris, we did talk about your rewatch experience, but I've been thinking about it a little more in the past couple of days, getting ready for this app, and there are so many gags in that movie that – I picked up on the first time through and I just wonder if there's more that I was just like so spellbound by the movie that I didn't notice. Like one of my favorite things is when our protagonist like drives literally to the edge of a cliff by like fucking Dracula's castle to go root around and look at documents in the basement. And it's just, it's like a blink and you miss it moment, but it's so ridiculous and so clearly intentional. Um, were there any extra LOLs for you the second
1: time through that you didn't? I wanna the say second? there's any extra LOLs. Um, okay. But you can you can appreciate the the misdirects a little bit more, and you can kind of it's it's like watching a magic trick twice, and you can kind of get more out of it that way. Um, but the gags are still the same. Okay. Um, we had a request, but then it flickered away and we had another request and it flickered away. I guess we're talking too much. Yeah, I, 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 call, uh, I have
0: the feeling that there's like a button that's very easy to press when you first join this and you hit it and then realize you've accidentally requested to be in the show. And then you're like, oh, shit, and then you leave.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you panic. Yeah, <laughs> makes sense.
0: Well, listeners, we want to hear from you, too, about your favorite horror releases of 2021. So if you've got any to share with us, please hit the little request and beam in and talk to us. But uh, in the meantime, uh, while we wait for you to think about that, I want to share one runner up, just one lamb. I fucking loved lamb. I don't think either of you two, Chris and Steven have seen it uh, yet, No. but I cannot wait for you to see it. I was absolutely enraptured by lamb it is such a weird beautiful brilliant horrifying fucking movie and everyone needs to check it out
2: it's on this list that i wrote up a couple of days ago of stuff i wanted to catch up on before you know before the year ends um it's one of the last that i haven't gotten to so uh, hopefully our first app in 2022 we'll be able to have a little discussion about that
0: patrick yes 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 all right well hearing no uh listener thoughts on your favorite horror releases of 2021. Let's move on to our favorite horror discovery of this year. And again, just to kind of describe what this award actually means. It's uh, a horror piece of media from any genre and any year that we discovered this year, not related to Amon. Because, you know, we, we do pursue and enjoy this genre outside of just watching every horror movie on Netflix and doing a podcast about it. So, uh Chris, would you like to share your favorite horror discovery of this year?
1: Yeah, and I talked about it on the show before, but I surprisingly until this year had never seen Reanimator oh, and I finally did, thanks to joe bob briggs um and it was delightful, and I think it's gonna be a movie I watch over and over again. It was right up my alley in terms of uh a horror movie that was you know. It, 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 bizarre and hilarious, but not trying too hard to be too hilarious and very creative and fun and, and ghoulish and big Halloween energy. Um, tons of fun. I'm probably preaching to the choir. Everybody here probably knows Reanimator, but it was, it was new to me and certainly something that I'm going to take with
0: me I uh, l-
1: into the new year and beyond.
0: I love Reanimator, but you have just reminded me to rewatch it. So thank you.
1: There you go.
2: I'm always happy to hear when movies like that that were like starting to become cult movies in the 90s and early 2000s like still hold up and still grab people's attention because that was a big one for me as a kid. I had like a clamshell like neon green used VHS copy of it and I used to watch it all the time and try and break it down and try and figure out how it managed to be so funny while being so brutal and gruesome at the same time. So it delights me to hear that you finally caught up with that Chris.
1: Yeah, because a lot of times you watch movies that are acclaimed, and you're like, I I don't know what, what that was all about. <laughs> and, and that's always sad.
0: Steven, how about you? Favorite horror discovery?
1: Yeah, so th- this was a tough
2: category for me. Um, I wrote down a bunch of movies. I don't have anything outside the realm of film as a discovery. I mean, the, I, I, I'll, I'll do two briefly. Uh, one is just like a major oversight um, in my life as a horror fan there are reasons for it but i finally saw raw this year and was just completely blown away by it as i knew i would be but the marketing and the subject matter had put me off for so long it just seemed like something um i don't know that wouldn't be very pleasant or rewarding to watch more of like a like a human centipede type experience to get through mm-hmm. and i mean i'm delighted to say it's uh it is so much more than that um And the other is, uh, I think I might have talked about this on the show, but I've become kind of obsessed with this British series of uh, like hour long films called the ghost story for Christmas. That's been running since I think the seventies. And there's one called stigma um, about a family who lives in the countryside and they want to have this stone removed from their yard. Well, it turns out the stone is part of this, circle of stone monoliths that run through the fields it's some kind of ancient druid formation and uh the house the housewife who asks to have the thing removed uh starts just bleeding from her pores after after the stone is removed she's immediately cursed she's trying to hide it from her family there's some obvious metaphors in there but it's one of the truly creepiest and most haunted looking things i've seen in a long time um so something old, something new in my discoveries there.
0: Excellent. I Patrick, yeah, I uh, and I will remind also again, listeners, we want to hear about your best horror discoveries. Requ- request uh, to join the conversation if you want to, and we'll bring you in. Uh, but my best horror discovery of this year, you know, I, I waffled a little bit about choosing the band, the cult of space skull, which is a local band here in the Southeast Michigan, uh, Detroit area that Chris and I saw at motor city nightmares this year when we were there, totally blew our minds. Y'all probably heard us talk about that on an episode, uh, a few months ago, um, But as far as something that's more accessible, as far as an experience that listeners from around the country and around the world could actually check out themselves, I'm going to re-recommend the book Goth by Otsuichi, um, which is just just a weird, creepy, just gets under your skin little novel that feels almost like a series of short stories about these two teenage characters who are both obsessed with murder and death, in very different ways and uh go through a series of kind of horrifying encounters with murders and deaths that they seek out uh and and the way their relationship progresses or disintegrates over the course of the book is really fascinating there are some truly sick twists in this and it's just it's psychologically disturbing like there are gruesome moments of death terror mutilation etc that happen but it's not about the gore it's about the sort of sociopathic way the characters regard it and the very clever way that the author kind of writes around uh what you think is going to happen this was recommended to me by an amon listener and i forget honestly who it was at this point and i feel bad about that but uh really outstanding read goth Uh, Bree. Let's Um, get Bree back on the air. Yeah,
4: Chris.
0: Call up, call up Bree, Bree. Chris, did you have did you have something to say while we get Bree on the air? Carla, you
1: are on the um. Yeah, uh, I was. Well, I'll I'll get back to this later. But I did want to say this is live. You know, this is this is live podcasting, and news just broke. Oh, John Madden is dead at
0: age eighty five. What the fuck? Who cares?
1: I don't don't know if there's that much overlap between fans of NFL football and fans of every horror movie on Netflix but maybe you're a fan of playing playing video games on Thanksgiving with your extended family and maybe this means something to you well rest in peace John Madden what a play I had the scoop I had to I had I I had the scoop I was in the pocket with the scoop I had to make a play
0: (laughs)
2: Well, oh my god, this is podcasting without a net for you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, RIP John Madden, caller Bree is on the line. Bree, what are your thoughts on the passing of John Madden?
3: Uh, you know, well, as a fellow Midwesterner um, that absolutely despises football, I really don't care. So, um, But, you know, Rip, I hope he's uh, where he wants to be.
0: Brie, where where are you from what, what state Steve are you in? He,
1: he he's, he's at, at the, the 40. He's at the 30. <laughs> he's at the 20. All right.
0: Come on. Um
3: I'm in Wisconsin.
0: Okay. I when you when, when I heard you your voice for the, the first, first time tonight, tonight I was like, like "Oh, I, absolutely another Midwesterner."
1: Wisconsin yeah, kind of ha- kind of is probably the state most hostile to people who don't like football. If I had to guess. Oof! Yeah. Um, and
3: I don't, li- I don't live more than an hour and a half from Green Bay, so it gets really rough.
0: Oof!
3: Well,
1: you know, that's you're you're kind of a kindred spirit to us Michiganders. If you go up into the Upper Peninsula, everyone loves Green Bay, and they, you know, it's it's kind of there's there's a thing there's a synergy thing going on up there.
0: Well, Bree, anyway. what's your favorite horror discovery <laughs> of this year?
3: Um, So this was a tough choice for me, but I think I'm going to have to go with uh, the unearthed George Romero film, The Amusement Park, which really blew me away. Um, I think you guys might have uh, mentioned it briefly at the beginning of an episode after it got released, but um, just a truly terrifying commentary on society and the way that they treat elderly was amazing.
2: That's a great pick, Bree. I totally forgot that came out this year, Um, but I did bring that up on the show, and that is a truly creepy, cursed little film. (laughs) I definitely don't want to get old um, anyway, but especially after seeing that, and I certainly don't want to be old on a roller coaster with a bunch of zombies.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I haven't gotten to that yet, but I will have to check it out. I love Romero, and that sounds fascinating. All right. All right. Thank you Bree Thank you. for sharing your favorite horror discovery and other listeners gonna feel free you to send back to the
1: further again, but <laughs> you can come back when you want.
0: <laughs> other listeners, if you have uh, your picks that you'd like to share for any of these awards, please uh, send us a quick request and we will bring you on the air, but Oh,
1: hold on. Oh. All right. So this is what I was going to oh, say. We go. I have we a got horror a discovery I have a horror discovery from the last two weeks that I forgot about, so I didn't mention it during the horror catch-up, but I am now a follower of a Twitter account called Bad Two-Sentence Horror, and I guess there's a Reddit, there's a subreddit where people post two-sentence horror stories, and this takes the ones that just really don't (laughs) land (laughs) and screenshots them and puts them on the, on the Twitter. And some of them, I think people are trying to just be funny or stupid, but then some of them you can tell people are trying. Like there's things like when the blood starts piercing the surface, that's when, you know, the steak is medium rare. (laughs) I watched helplessly as Gordon was searing. What was once my thigh muscle.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I love that was, who said stories was turned into a TV series on like one of the major or maybe in one of the lesser networks um oh, was it yeah it might still be going but i would be way more interested in reading the bad ones
1: <laughs> all right well i'm gonna share that link on our twitter right now too and we do have another we have another listener request from nova scotia canada
0: who could it be we got
1: <laughs> who could it be <laughs> ca- ca- oh 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 rowan oh there you're there on go. the air yep
4: Carla, call caller you're on I'm the air i'm on the air in the- now I'm uh I'm accompanied by Patrick's Iron nemesis. She's sick, but she's here. Exilia. Oh no.
0: Oh no. I know. Blocker.
4: Cut and the call. <laughs> uh so Hi Exilia. My, my she says hello. My uh my horror discovery was a huge blind spot probably in not just my like collecting of Blu-rays, but just seen them in general is i uh i got my first taste of hammer horror films this year and i'm kind of addicted now
0: uh yes. well
2: Rowan, that's a huge blind spot for me too like wh- how many of these have you seen and do you have a good idea of where i should start
4: uh so i'm probably not the best ass so i uh i went out and i i blind bought uh hammer's f- version of Phantom of the Opera, which I absolutely loved, highly recommend. Uh, he does some great things, kind of changing it from this romance story to like this this cool narrative, like Marxist narrative about capitalism. And uh, I also watched uh, Horror Express, which was fantastic as just a, a monster flick uh on a train what what could be better than that uh i say just dive in anywhere you want to
0: yeah there's not like a there's not like an interconnected hammer film universe yeah
2: well wait Uh, when you say monster on a train so i chris might be this might be ringing some bells for him too i hear uh, terror train (laughs) but is there actually a monster because i think that's what terror train was lacking i just caught up with that this
4: year oh yeah yeah this is this is like just uh you know, it's it, it's kind of a a callback to like just kind of you know '30s, the '50s, like monster movies. It's just except it's on a train. I love it,
1: um, Stephen. Stephen, you watched Sea Fever, right?
2: I did. I thought it was really good.
1: Thank you. I didn't make it, but I recommended it. Um, I also
2: didn't. Uh, well, I'm.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying that as. As
2: a friend, I appreciate your recommendation. I was also oh. confused earlier. I thought that came out this year.
1: No. 2019? 20, That's crazy. Yeah, 2019. Um, but imagine Sea Fever, but on a train. The the, uh, the the hair just stood up on the back of my neck.
0: Rail fever? Yeah, uh, you, you struck Steven <laughs> speechless with that one. He, he didn't even know what to say.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I actually made my... I, Hammer Horror is a huge blind spot for me as well. Um, it must be a generational thing. It must be just like what was... Like it's kind of in a spot where it's like, it wasn't coming out when we were young and they weren't like, it wasn't on video either or whatever. I don't know why we haven't heard of it um, or, or seen as much of it, but I did make my first venture into hammer horror quite on accident, watching a movie called the resident um, because hammer horror has like tried to reboot itself in recent years. And there's a movie with uh, Hillary Swank and Jeffrey Dean Morgan and shockingly Christopher Lee, in one of his last roles, um, yeah, about a woman who moves into an apartment and and has some issues with the landlord um, and not maybe not hammer's best foot forward, but it was kind of fun to see the hammer logo and see Christopher Lee walking around um making no attempt to do anything no no attempt to make any performance other than his his typical
4: oh yes, that room is empty. <laughs> <or whatever>. so, <laughs> But Have you guys heard
2: Christopher Lee's uh, metal music?
4: Yes.
0: No.
2: Specifically his metal Christmas music?
0: Yes, it's amazing. God bless him. Dude, okay, this is possibly heretical of me, but i he's, he's one of those people where I feel so bad saying this, but I don't know, is Christopher Lee alive or dead? He's dead, right? Oh, he's
1: incredibly dead.
0: Okay, I thought so.
1: He got to be <laughs> incredibly <laughs> old, and then he died incredibly a long time ago
0: not incredibly a long time ago it was semi-recent right 2015 okay yeah all right i feel i feel okay Okay. longer than i
1: thought
2: i i thought he died like a year or two ago so yeah i'm shocked all over again and saddened deeply
1: well age uh, 93
0: well rowan thank you for that pick while you're on the line does exilia have any does exilia want to chip in or is she just kind of chilling i I think she's uh she's just waiting for a time to pitch why
4: silent night deadly night's the best movie ever (laughs)
0: Well, I mean, we've already talked about them on this uh, on this program, so Exelia, if you want to make that pitch, please
2: and I will fight you <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay thanks <laughs> oh.
3: the one of the best Christmas horror movies behind black Christmas for me
2: <laughs> Wait, okay, so have you seen Christmas Evil no. All right. Well, your mind might change next holiday. Season. We'll <laughs> see. We'll see. Well, also importantly,
0: have you seen Deadly Games?
2: No. Okay. <laughs> Deadly Games is basically, I mean, the filmmakers sued Chris Columbus over Home Alone. I mean, they're not that similar, but they're pretty similar. Deadly Games is like a horror Home Alone. It's a, yes. it's a blast. It's great. Okay, that sounds
3: that sounds pretty good. I could get behind that. I think.
2: How do you Silent feel about Silent season. Night Deadly Night Two?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Equally, it, just like a... to call it Silent Night Deadly Night One Point Five because <laughs> it uses like seventy percent of the footage from the first.
3: Movie. From the first one, it's a masterpiece. That guy is laughing. I just, it really amused me.
0: I, I finally need to get on the Silent Night, Deadly Night train and do a franchise watch because we all know I love a good franchise watch through. But you know what? Uh, I feel like it's not going to happen until Christmas 2022 because I'm pretty over the holiday season. So uh, You're going to have to make that your goal
3: because I've heard there's like five or six of them.
0: Yeah. So Five. gonna just watch them all
3: i'm here to yeah. tell you and i really
2: only need like two to two and a half minutes to do this but i'm here to tell you not to sell you on the rest of the franchise but just <laughs> give you an idea of what you're in for um the third movie also uses a lot of footage from the first two movies of course <laughs> it's directed by monty hellman of uh two lane blacktop fame uh starring james taylor one of the great 70s american movies. It features bill mosley with his brain oh. exposed in a jar on top of his head for the entire movie and he's psychic I, I think he plays i think he plays the brother that is the lead of the second movie and he has a psychic connection with a girl and it's ridiculous and kind of boring the fourth movie is completely unconnected from the rest of the franchise it stars clint howard it involves spontaneous combustion you see that in the first couple of minutes and uh, a lot of weird, creepy, goopy, like naked lunch-esque centipede creatures designed by Screaming Mad George of society fame. And then uh, number five features evil toys and has a, oh. a, is, is, is a retelling of Pinocchio oh. and is also completely disconnected from all of the, the first four movies, but also manages to feature Clint Howard in a supporting role.
0: I'm completely sold. I'm going to watch them all before New Year's. <laughs> <All
2: right. laughs> I'm just telling you, it is, is not as fun as it sounds, but it's really fucking weird.
0: Amazing. Well, Rowan and Exilia, thank you for joining us. We're sending you back to the further, but buzz in if you want to chip in on future uh discussion topics and also y'all. We got to point out because I don't think we've given this pitch yet, but uh, Rowan and Axilia, who you just heard from, are two of four co-hosts of an amazing horror podcast called It Slays. They're kind of our podcast uh, siblings, or I don't know what mm, mm, sure, we'll go with that podcast siblings. Um, they've been on our show. We've been on their show. It's a great time. If you want to find out why Axilia is my arch enemy, Listen to their recent episode where I reviewed Paranormal Activity 1 and 2 with them. It was a really great time. And also, of course, that's a total joke. I love Exilia, and I love Rowan, and I love It Slays. So check them out.
1: And the magic of Twitter is you can just touch on their little profile picture in the space and check them out that way. You can follow them right now without even leaving our space. Well, it's amazing.
0: But if you're listening to this in podcast form, you cannot do that. So you would oh, just go and true. Google It Slays Podcast because there are only that's true. <laughs> there are only <laughs> um, a very small seven, percentage of our listener base is in the room right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so Okay. Anyways, let's move on to the moment. Literally everyone maybe in the world has been waiting for. It's time to hand out the annual Spirit of Jay award. And if you don't know who Jay is, this is our annual refresher on Jay because we talk about Jay I would say one out of every two episodes he comes up somehow or other. He was a character in a very very early movie that we reviewed early in the history of this show called 1920 London Fear Strikes Again. Chris Steven, do you want to offer any insight into jay why he's important or should we just drop in that that audio clip from that original episode that explains it all
1: i never want to hear that audio clip again okay but, so explain
0: but... explain jay then
2: but wait chris you said you wanted a soundboard with that audio clip on. No, oh no with the, no with the sound the, 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 the music, music. But, this but not the this the,
1: music not
3: the, you know, but
1: not the, <laughs> but not the description of jay again but but the movie was 1920 london fear strikes again sort of the insidious of Uh, indian cinema as well and it's you know kind of buttoned down and then at one point the the uh, like the hindu holy man can no longer contain the evil and they're like we have to call jay and it cuts to a um, i mean it is a kaleidoscopic vision (laughs) of a man on camelback
0: dressed to the nines no, 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 no. He's not on camelback. He's walking. He's on foot and a camel is walking behind him in a oh, very dramatic okay. fashion.
2: I just want okay. to interject. You said kaleidoscopic, but it is not as yellow. Not
1: <laughs> <that. Right. laughs> he he has a uh, he has more clear more jewelry than you'll find in a Claire's on every <laughs> appendage of his body. And he is the most noble, heroic, flamboyant exorcist you could ever want from anybody and and so so the spirit of jay award in my mind is kind of like who represents the ultimate person who not only makes a brave heroic stand against evil up to and including self-sacrifice as spoiler alert jay ultimately does but has a character that will not fit in the room
0: so to me and and part of the beauty of this award is i think the the definitions of it vary wildly amongst the three of us but to me the spirit of jay has nothing to do with heroism actually it just has to do with a character so compelling and strange uh that i want to see more of them that i feel like i didn't get enough of them in that movie and i want to see more of it uh, you know, I, I'm pretty sure I've picked some bad guys for the Spirit of Jay Award, and I am—I might do it again this year. But,
1: well, we should mention that Jay is a hero, and then he become... In the course of one movie, he goes from hero to villain true. back to hero. True. And there's a large section of the movie where every time you see Jay or he does anything, you hear that music cue that we always play.
0: Yes. So this is your annual <laughs> explanation of why the fuck we talk about Jay and play that music cue all the time. And uh, he, just, he just left an indelible impression on us i remember when we talked about him the first time and and steven had at that point in the episode been pretty down on the movie in general but he was like i just want to make it clear i i didn't like a lot of things about this movie but jay's amazing
2: oh i lit up like a fucking christmas tree when we started talking about jay and i i wanted to add too this is the the time of year when chris has to work the hardest as an editor on the show i think because we've already said jay conservatively 30 times (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's a lot
0: of drops. Yeah, I mean we'll see if there's actually a sound effect on every one of those. I would not blame Chris for being selective about deployment of the music cue.
1: <laughs> the first, I mean now the first time we did that episode, we actually did the cues live off my laptop. Oh, that's right. and so every time we said Jay or said anything punchy, I would play it and that was a hilarious time yeah. and maybe we'll get back to that someday. It will. <laughs>
2: Do we have a style, like a an editing style guide for Jay? Like <laughs> <if> you,
1: <laughs> In my head. Do the one. first
2: three times and after that it's every fifth time, maybe.
1: Well, it depends on how much people are saying Jay. <laughs> well,
2: we're saying it's, Jay it's, a lot is what I'm saying. Here. It's
1: for comedic effect. It's it's you do whatever makes sense for comedic effect.
0: Yeah. You, yeah. you drop it where it's funny. Alright.
1: So who who is receiving this the 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 palm d'or of Amon?
0: <laughs> Yeah, with, okay. that, with that lengthy preamble, we will now present this year's Spirit of Jay Awards. And, of course, again, listeners, beam in if you want to uh, pick your own Spirit of Jays. But, uh, Stephen, do you want to start? Yeah,
2: I mean, I'm more interested in hearing who the new Mr. Banku is. <laughs> um, but uh, my pick kind of sucks, honestly. I had a really hard time looking back at this year in Amon Film and finding that a character was such charisma um who is so dashing and mysterious and sexy and the best i could come up with is kind of a split and i was thinking i had to think kind of literally about this too because i was having such a hard time i was like okay priest exorcist let's just try and narrow it down to that because i don't feel i don't feel like i have a lot to work with maybe you guys will surprise me so it's a combination of uh, Michael Pena is Fr- father Father Lazano in the <laughs> Vatican tales.
0: Oh, do you mean Nick? I, do you mean I, Nick Memphis? I
1: love it. I love it. Keep going. I mean,
2: just because he's a a priest dealing with exorcists and he's sexy, but he doesn't have J energy by any means. No. but uh and then it's a split between him and you know maybe recency bias, but I think it's appropriate Guy Pierce in uh, the seventh day. Mm
1: okay yeah i mean that's, that's the really the obvious he's got pick the scars. For me. he's got
2: the he's a very well suited man you know very much like jay i think actually it's
0: funny because when chris was describing jay before and he was like you know he's like this uh, badass flamboyant whatever exorcist i mean jay is a maverick exorcist and the thought entered my mind i was like guy pierce thinks he's a maverick exorcist jay would wipe the floor with guy pierce's ass
1: Oh yeah all right yeah we were talking about how we wanted to see Guy Pierce kill all the rogue priests in a sequel to the 7th day. <laughs> I think it would be better to watch Jay fight Guy Pierce.
0: But it wouldn't oh, be much yes. of a movie.
1: It wouldn't be much of a movie. Guy Pierce would be stuck behind the mirror
0: within t- 10 minutes. Oh, absolutely. It would be a short film. Yeah,
1: yeah but he'd have to go around <laughs> to all of the all of the the priests who are in the the satanic order that Guy Pierce started.
0: I mean, it could also be a Choose Your Own Adventure web series directed by Joe Dante, where you choose how Jay kills Guy Pierce.
1: He makes him eat raw meat, <laughs> <laughs> he, he gives him listeria. <laughs> All right, we're, this is this is inside baseball at this point. <laughs> I feel
2: like we're killing time here. I feel like nobody's confident in their
1: picks. Chris, I'm not. I am not. Oh, I'm um, super confident, but Chris. Of Jay yeah, Chris. All right, well, yeah. So obviously, Guy Pierce embodies the spirit of Jay. But I figured he was such an obvious choice, I felt obligated to find someone else I could put the spirit of Jay onto. Even though there's not really a conversation for me, it's Guy Pierce, but. I will give uh, credit to—I don't know the character's name, but it is J.K. Simmons in Dark Skies.
0: Oh, I wasn't there for that Ooh. one. Okay.
1: Oh, you her up
2: again? We're in sync.
1: Yeah. Well, he so J.K. Simmons uh, has a has kind of a you know he has like a he's, he's the um, <laughs> he is the oh uh, who's the guy getting in trouble? He's the Vincent D'Onofrio of (laughs) dark skies where he shows up a half hour from the end and he says, this is what's going on and here's how you should fight it. Um, But he, he's got character. He's, he's tired. He's, you know, he's a bit older than Jay, but maybe Jay would end up like this. If he, if he grew into older middle age um, and slowed down a little bit, but you know, his, his apartment is covered with newspaper clippings about abductions. He himself gets abducted like every night um, and he's okay with it. So, you know, he's a little bit of a maverick. He's outside the he's outside of mainstream science and astronomy, I'll tell you that. But he's the only person you can trust when they come for you.
0: Shit, I, I want to go back and rewatch that movie now just so that I can I can see the new Jay. One of the new Jay's of 2021.
1: So who do you got for us, Patrick?
0: Yeah, so, uh, and, and I will remind our listeners in the meantime, if you've got a spirit of Jay pick, send us a request and we'll put you on the air so you can tell us all about it. But I'm going to hit you with two runners up. And then I'm going to hit you with what I think is fair to say is a groundbreaking choice for the Spirit of Jay Award. So first runner up, I got to say Fred Durst in Population 436. I enjoyed his performance beyond all reason, beyond all, any expectation that I had. And I would like to see more of that character. And that's what defines Spirit of Jay to me. Do I want to see more of the character? Did, I, did they leave me wanting more? Second runner up, Billy Barker from Fear Street. This kid shows up in like a two-second clip of himself beating his parents to death in a mask with a baseball bat. And I was like, this is a horrifying, and in the context of the film, comical image, I want to see more of this. I I didn't go with him for my final pick, though, because I feel pretty confident Netflix is going to give us more Fear Street movies that I don't want, and we're going to learn more about that character that I will turn out to not actually have wanted. Those are my runners-up. My actual pick for The Spirit of Jay award this year is a two-way split. I'm picking two characters. What
1: the hell is going on here? You got more picks than listen, Obama.
0: Listen, listen, listen. It's going to make sense. It's it's thematically, <laughs> there's thematic consistency here. I give this award to Zombie Clancy Brown from Pet Cemetery 2 and Evil Patrick Wilson from Insidious Chapter 2 because I want to see them team up. I want more of them jointly. I want their insane chaotic energy in a movie together they are the spirit of J 2021 wow wow we yep that's a lot yep 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 yep
1: i i haven't seen that many picks since the defensive strategy of john madden in his prime
2: all <laughs> right i disagree with all four of your picks but i mean i have oh a my god because we each get a nomination wait i'm so curious yeah. how do
0: you how do you disagree basically you you just mean you don't want to see more of any of those
2: I don't, well, you know, I might watch more of Patrick Wilson, but I feel like it might be too much of a good thing. You know, like part of me wants a whole movie where he's like that, but you know, how, how do you structure that in a way that's emotionally satisfying? Um, Fred Durst? I totally forgot we watched a Fred Durst movie this year.
0: Do you I remember anything about it? that movie? Oh, we, we were in agreement actually about this. You also enjoyed Fred Durst's performance.
2: I don't doubt you. I just don't remember anything about it.
0: But that—that's oh, part of the journey trust me. I I barely did either. I was listening to our own episode earlier today to remind myself what the hell happened in Population Four Thirty Six. So no shade. Wow. Uh,
1: I just I just feel like like the spirit of Jay should have some nobility and honor about him. <laughs> Not no, uh, you know. And
2: Clancy Brown. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I can't I can't get on board with giving Clancy Brown the Spirit of Jay. The,
2: the man or that character. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He's probably a great guy. Probably Wild great fucking guy. performance, though. I was really struggling with trying to fit Pet Cemetery 2 in somewhere on my list for these categories, and it just didn't happen. So I'm glad it came
0: up. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes. All right. Well, <sighs> I don't think we have any more listener feedback. No one no one found the spirit of jay in this year of our lord 2021 which you know i don't blame you all there it was a it was a fairly joyless and jayless year
1: it was difficult yeah it was difficult yeah
0: it would have been easier with
1: jay by her side though, it like would have
2: 1920
1: maybe. yeah that's true i just man i one of the greatest sorrows of my life is knowing that we're never gonna see that character of jay again probably uh Dude, we- maybe there'll be some merger maybe disney will buy every bollywood studio and then in in 30 fucking years when they've scraped the bomb of the barrel on on marvel they'll be like let's add this guy jay that we own the rights to to the marvel universe <laughs>
2: well god knows we're doing our part work we've been pounding the pavement for this guy for like what three four years now yeah
0: yeah it's getting a the word out it's a three person crusade. I mean, I think really in the year 2022, we need to make a new year's resolution to get that actor. Don't know his name. We need to get him on the show. I want to talk to him exclusively. And I mean, he's as far as I know, a pretty big star. I want to talk to him exclusively about 1920 London fear strikes again.
1: I don't think he speaks English. I was just going to say, we've uh, talked about this before,
2: but we've not confirmed that.
1: Yeah. We, we don't know that. Yeah. Let's but, not I mean, hey, we that can get judgment. an interpreter. We can get an interpreter. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know it's on us it's not his fault he doesn't know english it's our fault for not knowing hindi yes well god imagine t- trying to interpret us i'm gonna learn <laughs> hindi so we can interview jay
0: okay i like this strategy 20
2: Duolingo right
1: now
0: 2022 resolution chris learns hindi for us 2023 resolution we talk to jay all right glad we're all agreed well, that's great <laughs> what a year what a year it's been what a year it's been thank you all for joining us for the year-end wrap uh it's been a blast it's been a blast actually doing it with some listener input this was super fun glad we got to try out twitter spaces and it was i would say much more successful really than our uh semi-disastrous but fun facebook live and instagram live from earlier this year
1: this was fun. Yeah. I'd like to do this again, probably maybe more casually, um, you know, just come on from time to time, talk about something, talk about a topic. I don't know. Sure. But this this was good. I like, I like doing the Larry King. I like saying, caller, caller, you're there. You're on the
0: air. Caller. You know, I didn't That's notice, fun. I didn't notice that you enjoyed doing that throughout this episode.
2: <laughs> it was unclear to me. We haven't touched on this guys. I think this is an important part of our year end shows. Um, have Have you had a cup of old dang sign yet?
0: Oh, did I not mention that at the beginning of this episode? I thought I made that joke right out the gate. Oh, I've been drinking old Lang Syne straight through, just pounding old Lang Syne's. Just cups of wine, double fisted.
1: I'll have one as soon as we're done.
0: Excellent. Um, Well, Chris, you have a sacred responsibility before we wrap up here to tell us what we're watching next episode.
1: I have to bring us into the new year. It's like being the first person to touch a brand new baby. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I'm just, I'm terrified. It's it's almost too much responsibility for me, but I do have a pick for you. I've decided that for next episode, we are going to watch 122. I decided oh. to go back to the start because there was a time when we went in alphabetical order, and there was a time when you could look at the first twenty movies on Netflix, and we had watched and reviewed all of them. And we've gotten pretty far away from that. So I said, you know what? Let's go back to the beginning of the alphabet and do the first movie that we haven't seen, and it's called One Twenty Two, huh. and it's from Egypt.
2: Oh, oh nice! Wow. That's a new, that's new territory for us. What's the synopsis? Yep.
1: Um, it says after an awful accident, a couple admitted to a grizzly hospital, which that's the best kind of hospital are separated <laughs> and must find each other to escape before death finds them.
0: Mm. Okay. I mean, so, I'm
1: unlike, it, I think it might be like there is an evil, like it's like they're killing people in this hospital. They're harvesting organs or something. We'll see.
0: I'm down. We'll find out. We're gonna watch one twenty two. Is that it? One twenty two?
1: One twenty two. We're gonna
0: watch one twenty two in twenty twenty two. Is it one twenty two like like the
2: time? Like it's one
1: twenty two or it's just one hundred. One hundred twenty two.
2: Okay. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if this is a treehouse of horror episode of The Simpsons where they're killing off kids in the cafeteria to make food for everyone else.
1: Oh, that sounds so good. I've never seen that. Oh, it's great. It's actually kind of scary for a cartoon. Oh, it sounds like it. Jesus.
0: All right. Well, we will be back in two weeks for those of you listening to this on your podcast app with a uh, discussion and review of one twenty two. Thanks to everyone for joining us for our year end episode. Thanks to you, those of you who joined us on Twitter Space, beamed in, shared your favorites of the year. And uh, thank you, Chris and Steven, for doing this with me every two weeks. I love you guys and can't wait to watch some more crazy-ass Netflix horror movies in 2022. Uh, I love you too, but
2: I'm also contractually
0: obligated to say that. (laughs) All right. (laughs) right.
1: Thank you all for joining us. It's been fun. This has been great.
0: All right. Well, for every horror movie on Netflix, I'm Patrick. I'm Chris. I'm Steven. And we will see you next year. Goodbye. Bye-bye.